Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios. I've worked with our next guest for a very long time. I had no idea that we he was an addict. His new book is entitled Aiming High, How a Prominent Sports and Celebrity Agent Hit Rock Bottom at the Top. It is Agent Darren Prince. How are you, brother? Hey, bud. All good. Good to talk to you. You know what? It's strange. Do you get this from a lot of people? Because I had no idea that you were an addict, and I felt like I should have known or someone should have told me. Do you get that a lot from people that you work with or your friends? Probably about 99% of the people in my personal life and professional life. Outside of maybe my now ex-wife, Magic Johnson, who I had a heart-to-heart with, and my Dad, I would say that was it. Nobody else knew. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the back cover of the book, and the quotes back there, Hulk Hogan, Dennis Rodman, Mark Cuban, Jeannie Buss. I could go on and on and on. People love you. And these people, did they know that you were an addict at the time? And did they say something? How did that work out, Darren? No, again, you know, there's several different type of addicts. I think there's one that's highly functioning. I think there's ones that are kind of a binge type of addict, whether it's alcohol and drugs, and then there's highly functioning. And, you know, I was highly functioning. I, I lived that way for a very long time, since the time I was in business at 14. And eventually it all started hitting a brick wall in my, my late 20s. And at one point, as I like to say, what was once living to use turned out to using to live. And uh, I was living a, a crazy double life. Wow. What did it start with when you were a teenager? Uh, Demerol and sleepaway camp for stomach pains at 14. And, you know, having all those insecurities and adequacies, I had a lot of anxiety, feeling of less than. I was brought up in special education classrooms. And, you know, I didn't I didn't speak up. I, I didn't have the courage to speak to a guidance counselor, a friend, a teacher, and was verbally teased quite often, you know, told I was no good. And I took a lot of that, you know, heart to heart. And, you know, you grow up in a certain environment. Um, it, it's why I'm so passionate right now when I speak mostly to the high school kids and, and, and to college kids and grammar school because I don't want you know, people to be like the old Aaron Prince. Wow. So you would take these to get uh, courage. You would take you would take the alcohol and the drugs to give you courage. Exactly. In my teens, uh, you know, it, it was pills and, um, you know, probably marijuana, I would say. And eventually when I became an agent and Magic was my first client, I, I was really vigilant of the morality clauses. And, you know, I had sciatica, I had some physical issues from working out a lot. And I was like, ah, oh, this is great. This is a free pass. And I just, you know, every doctor, who's going to think I have a problem when they see the roster of clients I was working for? And it was super easy to get opiates. And this was long before the opiate epidemic. Right. And uh, you could get painkillers left and right. When did uh, you sign Magic Johnson? What year was that? Uh, 1994. So 1994, you signed Magic, and you're still an addict, and uh, you're in the thick of it, and you're thinking to yourself, I got one of the most recognizable faces on the planet Earth. That had to be a big deal for you. It was, absolutely. I, um, you know, I used him to build my agency. He told me back then that if I, if I don't knock every door down to build my roster, he was going to fire me within a couple of years because it's not as successful he, uh, he became a task successful. He made everybody else around him, and that was a domino effect. And he was such a visionary, which is why he's one of the most successful businessmen athletes in the world. He understood that it was about a lot of different revenue streams and relationships. And right after that, I 
know, signed Smoking Joe Frazier and Chevy Chase and Pamela Anderson, and then one of your own, Dennis Rodman, was probably fifth. <laughs> so number two was who? Who was number two after Magic? Smoking Joe Frazier. One of the most, uh, one of the greatest boxers ever in the history of boxing, Smoking Joe Frazier. How do you sign Joe Frazier? How did this happen? Well, I, ha- I had a, I don't know if you've gone through the book, but I had a sports memorabilia company in the early 90s, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I met, I met all my all my clients. But, you know, most of them became clients. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier used to book more private autograph signings than any company in the industry. So, you know, cultivating professional and personal relationships, I went to the people I had the strongest bond with. And, um, right. you know, at that time, it was pretty incredible having magic and jokes. I remember telling myself, this is unbelievable. Like, <laughs> I've got a relationship with, with half of both of the greatest individual robberies in the history of sports. And, you know, three years we've worked with Larry Bird. I was just with Larry last week. Um, you know, it was just unbelievable. Ma- Magic's name just held such clout when, um, you know, I-, I had that, you know, beginning with him that it was just, you know, super easy to open up a lot of doors over over the years. And um, like I said, it's just relationship building, networking, a lot of trust. Uh, I think right now being into the game for 26 years, it's so much more about the personal bond uh, with every one of our clients. Uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, as you know, I had his uh, your show a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. you know we speak on the phone to my guys nowadays man and the girls that would represent the women and 99 uh, percent of the talk is about life to me the business part is easy it's just super special to you know have the trust and the, you know the admiration and i think more of it came from this personal struggle than actually the, the business uh, accolades because not many agents could come out, um, you know, and, and, and talk about something like this. But, you know, I did it for me from a healing perspective and most sure. importantly to help others because I know there's a lot of adults. We all know people right now suffering from this opiate epidemic and the time that we're dealing with it's COVID-19. A lot of people are struggling with mental health, addiction, stress, anxiety, alcoholism. And, you know, it's the greatest privilege of my life having the platform now to talk to people and show them a softer, easier way to a better life that worked for me. Right. We're talking with Darren Prince. Uh, The name of the book is called Aiming High. I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want you to take me to that point where you said, okay, enough's enough. Because I want to applaud you, first of all, for including pictures of yourself in your book when you were high. There's a picture of you and Smoking Joe Frazier in the middle of the book, and I'm thinking to myself, a lot of people would be embarrassed by that, but you're proving a point, and this is probably therapy for you as you go through this, as this book is being published. And by the way, bestseller on Amazon, Aiming High, um, it's... You know, that's uh, that takes a lot of courage to put a picture like that in the middle of the book. Well, you know, man, it's it's when you go through the journey I have. I just celebrated 12 years sober by the grace of God a few weeks ago. And you learn to become comfortable in your own skin and you learn to embrace your truth. And doing all these esteemable acts finally gave me that self-esteem that I've been searching for my whole life. So why not, you know, show that so other people can see that. Hey, you know, you're not alone. It doesn't matter if you're from Park Avenue or Park Bench or Yale or Jail. The disease of addiction does not discriminate. Got it. Darren Prince on the phone with us. Quick break. The book is called Aiming High. It's 720 WGN. On the phone with us is Agent Darren Prince. The name of the book is called Aiming High. I sincerely appreciate you coming on. Is it hard for you to tell this story or you want the message to get out there and it's it's okay to talk about it now? 
no man, I love talking about it. It's the greatest passion of my life, you know, and I've been blessed to have an affiliation with Vanium Treatment Centers and a life, well, excuse me, Elite Home Detox. And if people want to contact me on social media, it's at agent underscore DP on Instagram and Darren Prince on Facebook. I'm hoping we can touch one person that's listening to this because you know, I've got the ability, whether they've got the financial resources or not, to get people treatment that they need. I mean, what a gift. You know, like I said, my life isn't as much about Prince Marketing Group anymore, although that's my pa- no, that's my passion professionally. It's, it's what I'm able to do with uh, one day at a time, hopefully touching the world and changing and saving a life because of my journey. So you were an addict since uh, you were a teenager. Then uh, you started with pills. Then you went to pain pills. Get me to the breaking point. When were you there? What happened? Tell us. Tell us that story. The night was July 2nd, 2008. I was living in New York City in Chelsea, and I came back from the gym on a 48-hour detox and shaking, trembling, crying, couldn't deal with the the pain anymore. And I called up my uncle and his then girlfriend who showed me this incredible new life and said, you got to, you know, go online and find your 12-step spiritual meeting and admit to these people who you are and what's going on with your life and put your ego aside because what you do outside of uh, your your addiction means absolutely nothing right now. This is life and death. And I said, there's no freaking way I can't do it. And I hung up the phone, ran to the bathroom, thought I was taking some non-narcotic anxiety pills to help with the physical cravings. And out came two Vicodins, which were one of the three opiates I was addicted to. And, you know, first, put second, Pete, it seemed like a gift from God. It was exactly what I needed. But then as Dr. Drew always tells me, that's when the miracle happened. Because I, I fell on my knees, shaking, trembling, and crying like I never did before. I called out to God, and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm begging you for your help. Wow. I'll do anything. And um, I stood up, and it wasn't me, and my hands opened up, flushed the pills. I wound up on the computer, and there was no Uber back then. I went downstairs, grabbed the cab, and I looked up at the sky on the way to this church and said to myself, oh, my gosh, for the first time in my life, I wanted to stay sober more than I wanted to get high. And I walked into this room with 150 to 200 addicts and alcoholics who were all once hopeless, and they said, is anybody new? And no ego, man. Ego crushed. It wasn't about that super agent BS, which, you know, you know, I heard that a lot. I believed it. You know, that meant nothing. I threw my hands up and I said, I'm sick. I'm suffering. I'm suicidal. I need your guys' help. And these amazing spiritual brothers and sisters loved me before I ever knew how to love myself. And one day at a time, you know, I was accountable. I didn't point fingers. I looked at my past. I learned to live in the present. Um, I learned to live in the moment now. Not that life is always perfect for any one of us, but my perspective and perception has changed so much on life that everything is about being glasses half full, not half empty. And even when I talk to people, if there's in a heat of a, an argument or something, I often say when I speak, I, I, I love to say what I mean, mean what I say, and not say it mean. Right. And, you know, those little techniques in life just allow me to stay on the right side. And, and like I said, stay on that spiritual beam and allow me to help other people and be the best version of me. Darren, tell me about that moment when you walked in the church. You know, you as a kid, you told us that you were anxious and you had anxiety. And that's when you started with the pills. You're in front of 200 strangers and you're about ready to admit to them and yourself that you're an addict. How anxious were you at that point or were you just ready to go? Uh, I was ready. We talk about the jumping off point. I mean, I was there. I, I was, but those last six months were, were pure hell for me. I, I didn't want to wake up in the morning. I, um, 
you know, I was praying to God. I didn't wake up. And like I said, that, that miracle happened and I was ready. I was so broken. I was so sick and suffered and, you know, just besides myself that, that, that I, I, I needed a, you know, I needed something bigger than me in my life. I needed something bigger than the celebrities I was working with. And I realized at the point that it was a matter of life and death. And, you know, I heard some people sharing in this room stories. And within minutes, I could identify. And I felt like sure. I saw another light as I, as, as I was sitting there. And, you know, I start reflecting on things in business. You read in the book about, like, the Ollie Frazier experience, mm-hmm. you know, and saying, man, you know, I wasn't even present for it. I was there to get them to have dinner and sit at the center court, the all, uh, NBA All-Star game. And, you know, I just never felt worthy of it all. But the beautiful part about recovery now is, you know, when they both passed, I was at their both their funerals. And um, I was able to be sober, present, and, and, and redeem myself. And uh, that's what's right. You know, it's not just about addiction everybody's going through something and and, you know there's hope for every single one of us you just have to understand the courage to me comes when you ask for help instead of hiding in instead of hiding in the pain when you're able to you know put your hands out or put your hands up or send off an email a text or a phone call that's when the blessings are there for every single one of us to break through i agree 100 percent. the book is called aiming high agent darren prince on the phone with us um, you talked about being present. We all beat ourselves up for things that we've done in the past. Give us some advice here for a guy that's been sober for 12 years. How can we all be present? You know, you can you look at your past, I said, but don't stare at it too long, you know, because every single one of us are human. Mm-hmm. But you have to just understand everything you've been through happened for a reason. And a lot of times, you know, most of us get stuck in our own head. Even today, it could happen to me, but now I have the spiritual tools to get out of my own way, and a lot of time, it's helping other people. You know, we're not responsible for our thoughts, but we are responsible for how long we want to think those thoughts. So, you know, you can make wake up Monday morning and make it a brand new Monday, and you can make your gratitude list and focus on the blessings, or you can be the other person and focus on your resentments and, you know, whatever hate and anger you have and stuff, but that's just not going to work. Energetically, it's not going to gravitate you and bring you to the level of life that you're meant to be at. And surrounding yourself, especially right now with this pandemic, with the most positive people you can and uplifting people and, uh, you know, even people that are in your situation, if you're struggling, it's okay to, you know, just, just be truthful with somebody and be comfortable talking about whether it's financially, mentally, emotionally, right. spiritually, because we're all in this together right now. And um, I happen to create, Pete, in the past four and a half months, probably the best version of myself. You know, I've had 12-step Zoom meetings. I do speaking engagements on Zoom. Um, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in, you know, I work out of my place, you know, six days a week. I free wage, jump rope, cables, um, dieting. I just said, you know what, we're never going to have a time like this again in our life. So I'm not going to, you know, look at the negative. I'm just going to try to stay as positive as possible. And, you know, a lot of people have gravitated to that, which is a beautiful thing. And it was taught to me by my sponsor and other people because I was never this way. The old Darren Prince, forget about it, what each day would have been like. I, I wouldn't even remember it yesterday. <laughs> it, it's interesting that you say the last four months, the best version of yourself, because the Zoom meetings, I have friends that have gone through AA, and they say the Zoom meetings are the greatest things ever, because you can you can just walk over to your computer and get help or talk to other people. They love it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an incredible platform. You know, it's been great for business, too. You know, we're doing a lot of Q&A events and speaking engagements, but as far as recovery, man, it's, right. it's a beautiful thing to get on those meetings and uh, 
just have a connection with somebody else and see their face, or if you're not on the in the video part, you just hear a voice and uh, you know just helps us get through life together without picking up a drink or drug or substance and stay positive. And the minute we get off that call, we know our God-given purpose is to help somebody else that that's out there suffering. And you know, man, it's just um, like I said, there's there's nights I just moved into Brentwood from West Hollywood and. One of my closest friends and business partners, Nikki C, was here last night. And I was like, bro, I just sit on my on my balcony and just stare outside and just look at the palm trees. And there's some nights I just don't want to go to bed <laughs> because I'm so fulfilled. I am mean, so fulfilled. That's good. With who I've become, you know, where I've arrived. And uh, I know we're going to help change or save a life from this interview. You know, the book is the book. I mean, people can email me. I'll even send out free copies. I don't even care about that. But I, I know, Pete, I'm going to call you one day soon and say, you're not going to believe it. You know, one or two people, whatever it might have been, we were able to help touch somebody and change and save a life. And that's what it's about for me right now. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a privilege I don't take lightly. I love that. And it's easy to be angry right now. It's so easy, as you mentioned earlier. And you need to hang out with people that are positive in your life or who can make a difference. Because you can get sucked in with, of course, politics. You can get sucked in with the news. You can't go there in your life. No, don't engage, I tell people. Do not engage, whatever you do. You know, just try to stay, you know, around the most positive, you know, gratitude-filled people you can. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, if you're struggling and somebody else is struggling, that's not a bad thing either. If you're showing vulnerability with somebody else, sometimes that can help both of you get, get through a break. Jay Shetty posted something like that this morning on Instagram. He's a good friend. And, you know, I love picking up on those spiritual messages from other people because, you know, even I need to hear it. Right. You know? Yeah, we all do. We absolutely do. And um, uh, we're going to give away three copies of this book. Is that right? Of course. Yeah, whatever. If, if it winds up you know, being more, let me know. Like I said, it's whatever we can do to get them out there in people's hands and help, uh, you know, help as many people as possible It'll be a privilege. Aiming high, Agent Darren Prince, how a prominent sports and celebrity agent hit bottom at the top. 312-981-7200. By the way, you had Magic do the foreword for your book. How great of a guy is Magic Johnson? Uh, he's unbelievable. You know, I, 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 was, I was so blessed to be a part of, you know, his team, Lon Rosen, who was a mentor, who was a lifelong agent, still a business partner. And, you know, th- those guys that bought me in when I was so young and, you know, even Dwight Manley with Dennis and George Crenzofillo, who you know is our brother, mm-hmm. um, you know, j- j- just to be such a young kid and have the privilege to be around that. And then from there. My father, you know, to be honest with you, was my biggest mentor who passed away in February 2017, just taught me about cultivating relationships and making it so much more about personal stuff than business. And, you know, because anybody can make these guys or, you know, these women that we represent money. But when you, when you, you know, really understand when their birthday is or, you know, do something for the holidays or, you know, make sure they're able to get something that they want to eat without getting bombarded by fans and bring stuff to their room or whatever. All, all, right. all those little things. Like I, I got to really get to know the real Irvin Johnson, not Magic Johnson. And his wife, Cookie, is amazing. And his kids, Andre and, you know, uh, Lisa and EJ are incredible. And um, I've had the privilege last summer to go to their 60th birthday celebration in San Tropez. And three years ago, they had uh, maybe about 100 of us go to um, – Saint-Tropez again for their 25th wedding anniversary. And uh, he was, he was so proud when, um, 
you know, I told him about the book, and I was so nervous to ask him about the forward. And he, we, we laughed. We were in Miami in a hotel room. And he goes, man, he goes, I'd be so pissed if he didn't ask me to write it. <laughs> and uh, because wow. I know he doesn't do them often. And, um, yeah, and then from there, it was just, like I said, you know, I reached out to Mark Cuban and Jeannie is a sweetheart and Rick Flair and Hulk and everybody. Dr. Drew, it was just like, I told my office, I was like, you know, I think we could do a, one of the biggest deals in the history of sports marketing. And nothing would get as much admiration from everyday people and my clients as writing this book. And I just knew, oh, my God, I was doing something that was going to help touch the world, heal myself even further, and change and save lives. Good for you. And uh, I, I don't mean to bring it back to what I said at the beginning, but I'm a little upset that I didn't know about this until you sent me the book. But... I am so glad that you're out there helping people. And uh, you're right. We're going to help somebody today just by uh, talking about this and giving away this book. Darren, you're the best, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. We'll talk soon. All right. You can uh, pick up the book just about anywhere. Aiming High, Darren Prince, How a Prominent Sports and Celebrity Agent Hit Bottom at the Top. 312-981-7200. Let's give away three copies. If five people call in, we'll give away uh, five copies. Definitely, this is a life-changing book. All right, quick break. It's 720 WGN.